0: Chicken picking, hybrid picking, country-style picking, picking fingers. The names are plentiful, but the core technique is the same. On today's Acoustic Tuesday show, I'll be teaching you how to hybrid pick in four simple steps, even if you've never done it before. So go ahead and grab your guitar for today's program. It's fixing to be a dandy. Hey, TAC family. Welcome to episode 223 of the Acoustic Tuesday show. This show is designed to infuse your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Playing your guitar 10 minutes a day has a drastic positive impact on your guitar journey and the progress that you achieve. But did you know that it has other benefits as well? Today you're going to hear from a TAC member whose 10 minutes a day has helped him in more ways than one. You're also gonna get a look at which guitar lick the Tack family is working on today. It's a finger style lick entitled roller skating rink. And check this out. The hybrid picking that you're gonna learn in today's show, you can actually apply to this lick. It's a pretty cool connection. And of course, your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits. And it contains some bizarre guitars, a healthy dose of guitar geek kindness, and much, much more. But first, go ahead and grab your guitar and let's add a new technique to your toolbox. That was Zach Wild absolutely shredding using hybrid picking or chicken picking. It's very clearly an impressive technique and one that looks rather complicated, especially when it's done that fast. But I can assure you, it's not as complicated as it looks. I'm about to show you how to hybrid pick in four simple and easy steps. But first, let's define hybrid picking. Hybrid picking is using your pick, and your fingers to play the guitar. It allows you to effortlessly go between flat picking and finger picking, and it allows you to get that finger picking tone while holding your flat pick and kind of gives you access to finger picking techniques without having to ditch the flat pick all the while you're actually holding the flat pick. It's a really great technique. So let's go ahead and dive into the steps. Step number one doesn't even involve your guitar. It involves developing muscle memory. Step one is muscle memory. How do we do this? Well, I want you to hold your pick just like you would normally hold it. And I want you to lift your middle finger and I want you to lift your ring finger. Make sure nobody's looking at you when you lift your middle finger. Now, the best way to do this to really truly build muscle memory as it pertains to the guitar is to hold your pick against your pick guard, And then with your other fingers down on the face of the guitar, lift your middle finger, put it down, lift your ring finger, put it down. Middle finger down, ring finger down. Again, you're developing muscle memory here and you're going to notice one thing. With your pick down on the face of the guitar, when you lift your middle finger, things might feel okay. It doesn't feel all that difficult. I'm I'm talking about physically difficult. However, when you lift your ring finger, you're gonna encounter a little bit of resistance. It might not go as high as your middle finger. That's okay. We're just getting used to moving these digits. Again, middle finger up, middle finger down, ring finger up, ring finger down. Now, if you don't wanna do this on the face of your guitar, completely okay. You can do this on your leg, you can do this on the dashboard of your car. It's actually a great way to build this muscle memory without your guitar. Now that the train's rolling, let's move on to step number two, and that's the basic pinch. We're gonna be using the D, G, and B strings here, and what we're trying to do is build coordination between the pick and the single fingers, the middle and the ring and we're bringing the strings into play because, well, that's what you'll be doing with hybrid picking. You'll be playing the guitar, so we should probably start doing that. So your pick is gonna land on the D string, and it's gonna live there. That's gonna be its home position. Your middle finger will be attached to the G string, and your ring finger will be attached to the B string, assigned rather than attached. So first, we're gonna pinch the D and the G string together using your pick and your middle finger. That'll sound like this. Cool. Then we're gonna pinch the D and the B string together using your pick and your ring finger like this. Not using your fretting hand at all because I just want you to focus on the technique. So we have a pinch between the D and the G and a pinch between the D and the B. Now I want you to stagger that pinch. So instead of playing just quarter notes with the standard pinch, one, two, three, four, I want you to play eighth notes. Starting with your pick, move into your middle, pick, middle. So that would be one and two and three and four and. First do that with your pick and your middle, then we'll move to the pick and the B. Same exact rhythm. One, and, two, and, three, and, four, and. Take this slow and really start to feel the strings under your pick and under your fingers and how it physically feels on your picking hand. Step number three is the roll. Okay, and when I use the term roll, what I'm referring to is just quite simply a pattern that your picking hand fingers are following. We're gonna be learning the forward roll and the backward roll. And this isn't this revolutionary technique. In fact, it's quite simple to explain, but much harder to execute. So please take this slowly. You want nice even tone across the strings. You want a nice even rhythm, because again, the focus here is on technique. So, we're gonna start by fretting the fifth fret of the D string. Again, your pick is gonna be assigned to the D string, middle finger the G, and ring finger the B. Okay, great. Now, the forward roll means we're gonna do the pick, the middle, and then the ring. Pick, middle, ring, pick, middle, ring, pick, middle, ring. Okay, that's the forward roll. That's the pattern of the forward roll. So we're gonna execute that pattern over a couple of different fretted positions. And we're only gonna be fretting one string here. And the fretted positions are as follows. The fifth fret of the D, the fourth fret of the D, the second fret of the D, and the open D. Okay, we're gonna do a forward roll over each of those positions as follows. Starting on the fifth fret, fourth fret, second fret, open. It's a nice little descending pattern, right? And you can pick up the speed the more comfortable you get. so on and so forth. Again, this is all about the technique. I want your fingers and your pick to get used to hitting the strings in that pattern and making sure that it's even, both in terms of tone and in terms of rhythm. So that's the forward roll. Let's move to the backward roll. And the backward roll is quite literally backwards of the forward roll. You're gonna do ring finger, middle finger, pick. Ring finger, middle finger, pick. And our fretted positions are gonna shift just slightly. We're gonna start out. On the eighth fret of the B, move to the seventh fret of the B, the fifth fret of the B, and then the third fret of the B. Okay, your, your picking hand finger assignments will be the same. Ring finger on the B, middle finger on the G, pick on the D. And you're gonna notice the notes that we're playing are the same. It's a descending pattern starting on a G note, ending on a D note. That'll sound like this. Again, backward roll here. Ring finger, middle finger, pick. Here goes nothing. Okay, so that's the backwards roll. It might feel a little bit more laid back because chances are the backward roll will physically be slower than the forward roll just because of starting on the ring finger, which generally is a weaker finger. But again, the more comfortable you get, the more you can start to speed it up. There you have it, the basic hybrid picking roll. Step number four is expanding your hybrid picking patterns. And you're gonna be learning two patterns here, and these patterns are more at home over chords. Okay, you learn the rolls and the basic pinch and staggered pinch, those are more at home with single notes and pieces of chords. What you're going to be learning right now with these expanded patterns are things that work better, better when you're playing rhythm guitar, not better, better. Uh, so what I want you to do is grab a basic G chord here, and we're going to start with the low four strings, the E, the A, the D and the G. Okay. And what you're going to be doing is an alternate picking pattern using what you learned during the staggered pinch and we're gonna actually, actually be executing an alternating bass, okay? So we're gonna start with your pick on the A string, your middle finger on the D, your pick then moves to the low E, ring finger on the G, okay? A string, D string, E string, G string. Or if we're naming the picking hand fingers, it would be pick, middle, pick, ring. And this is a nice, even pattern, uh, a nice, even eighth note pattern. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and. And I want you to use all the combinations here, right? So we're starting with the E, A, D and G. Then I want you to move to the A, D, G and B. And then ultimately end up with the D, G, B and the high E. That would sound like this. You can even vary it. You can even spread it far apart where you're using the low E, the B, the the A string, and the high E, right? a little bit harder on the accuracy front but it really does add some huge versatility in terms of your rhythm guitar offering now the final pattern is really less of a pattern and more of something you can do uh, an element you can bring to uh, your rhythm guitar offerings again this is just to add some variance in terms of you know how you can use hybrid picking with rhythm guitar and all it is, is the pluck. Okay, so I want you to hold that G string down again, or that G chord down again, and you're gonna be plucking the E, A, and D string all together, right? Pick on the low E, middle on the A, ring on the D. Easy as that, all the strings activate together. And try this amongst all, uh, each set of three, E, A, and D, A, D, and G, D, G, and B, G, B, and high E. Now that might seem weird, but it allows you this wonderful kind of full muting capability. If you're using little pieces of chords, you can kind of kind of punch it, right? almost in a a reggae fashion. Again, it's just to add some different elements to your rhythm guitar offerings. Okay, so there you have it. The ins and outs of hybrid picking. I don't want you to play fast. Do not focus on speed. What we're focusing on here is the basic technique, getting your fingers to work fluidly so that you can start adding this technique to your playing more and more and more. I hope you enjoyed getting a new technique under your fingers. And before we move on to the rest of today's show, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple questions for you. Did you enjoy this technique tune-up? If so, what was the most beneficial part for you? And one final question. Of all the techniques out there, what's the next one I should present on the Acoustic Tuesday show? Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. Don't put your guitar away quite yet because it's time for the Tuesday TAC guitar lick challenge. Yes, I want to show you what the Tack family is working on today. It's a finger style lick entitled roller skating rink and the hybrid picking that you just learned you can actually apply to this lick. It's pretty darn cool. Now check this out. Every day within Tony's acoustic challenge, we focus on one of the five essential categories of guitar improvement. On Monday, it's a technique challenge. Tuesday is a guitar lick challenge. Wednesday, an improvisation challenge. Thursday, a rhythm guitar challenge. And Friday, a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday. Today is guitar lick day. So here's what the TAC family is working on today. Roller skating rink, that's the name of your Tuesday TAC guitar lick challenge today. And this particular lick matches the musical theme within TAC Actually, it's more of a technique theme and that is utilizing rolls, finger rolls while playing finger style guitar. And all that means is using a repetitive pattern with your picking hand fingers. In this case, it's a forward roll, thumb, index, middle, thumb, index, middle, so on and so forth. Let me go ahead and play the lick for you so you can hear what it sounds like. This one has a very specific purpose. It goes over a specific chord progression and I'm going to break that down for you here in a second, but first here's the lick. This is a four measure lick and it goes over a specific chord progression. As I mentioned G C E minor D and then back to G. We'll get into how that works here in just a moment, but for those of you wanting to learn this note for note, uh, TechFam, go ahead and log into your account. This is your daily challenge today. All you have to do is click start challenge and boom, you'll go right to the teaching video. After you get it under your fingers, you can move to the play along video. Go ahead and click a speed that's comfortable for you and then don't forget to click on that tab icon down in the lower right hand corner. That'll allow you to pull up the tab right next to the video. So as I mentioned, this particular 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 lick works well over a G C E minor D chord progression. And what I'm going to do so you can kind of place it is I'm going to play the chords as they are, and then I'm going to move right into the lick. And what I want you to listen for is how, what I'm playing when it comes to the lick matches the chords that are happening. And then after I do it in its entirety, we'll break it down chord by chord. Here's how that sounds. kind of, it's wrapping up the phrase. I'm just ending on that G7 to give it a nice completion point. But as you heard, I played the chord progression and then I went ahead and played the lick. Now, you may have been able to make the connections just there in that quick little demo, but let's go ahead and take it chord by chord. Each measure of this lick, except for the third measure, is an entire chord. What does that mean? So I'm gonna play a G chord. One measure the part that works over the G chord is this part because it it accents the notes that are in that G chord just go ahead and listen I'm going to strum the G chord and then play that lick it's a great match okay the next part goes over a C chord All right, C chord and that lick sounds like this or I should say that portion of the lick. It's, uh, it's, again, it's another great match because I'm using the notes from the C chord and I'm using them in the lick. The next part is an E minor and this is just a half measure part. So what we're gonna do is just do that slide and that'll essentially that'll, accent, that'll essentially accentuate the notes within that E minor chord. that's a good match. And then that final part works over a D chord. And you'll be able to see it's that reverse slide that kind of accentuates. Right, kind of gives you this wonderful D chord presence. And then of course, we end on that G7 doesn't have to be a 7 could be a regular G. But this is a great lick to start to understand that you can pick out those pieces of chords, you should pick out those pieces of chords and access them while you're playing a lick, while you're playing a solo to reflect the chords that are happening in the rhythm department. Uh, Just a great example for that and something that I really wanted to highlight today because so often we learn licks and we don't necessarily have the context or the specific purpose for them. And this one is extremely purposeful in both it sounding awesome and it hinting at the chords again that are being played in the rhythm guitar area. Okay, Uh, I wanna get back to the show, but first, a real quick little little pep talk on the 10 minute rule. You know, I talk about the 10 minute rule often on the Acoustic Tuesday show within Tony's Acoustic Challenge because it is so powerful. The 10 minute rule places you in a win-win scenario. If you sit down to play guitar for 10 minutes and that's all the playing you get in that day, well, you got some guitar playing in that day. You achieved some incremental progress that day. Conversely, if you sit down for 10 minutes and you end up playing for an hour, You also got guitar playing in for the day and you got some bonus time as well. You know, I hear this so much, 10 minutes isn't going to make me a better guitar player. Well, a lot of times us guitar players, we have the best of intentions. We say we're going to sit down for an hour and we look at our day and we think, ah, you know, I'm not going to be able to sit down for an hour. So what, what ends up happening? We end up skipping guitar playing. That's not good. That doesn't lead up to progress. In fact, the more you skip playing, the more you fall in this rut of not playing at all. Whereas if you start to integrate the 10 minute rule, you can say, okay, look at your day. I got 10 minutes right before bed, bam, I'll get my guitar playing in. Then you can end the day saying, I played guitar today, as opposed to, I guess I'll play tomorrow if I have time. You always have time. You always have at least a 10 minute window you can squeeze in some guitar playing. Back on episode 219 of the Acoustic Tuesday show, I asked you to share with me in the comments below what your biggest small win of last year was. And one of our TAC family members chimed in with a small win that really reinforces the power of 10 minutes per day, even beyond just achieving progress. It actually helped him with his hand mobility, flexibility, and agility. Here's what Patrick Ball had to say. Checking in with this year's biggest small win, and here it is. Every morning before going to work, I get the guitar in my hands, if for only five to 10 minutes. The win is my flexibility and agility up and down the neck of the guitar, discovering new versions of chords by ear and learning how to pick out a melody within a designated scale. This has been revolutionary for me. Thanks for the support. Happy New Year, TAC family. I just wanna thank Patrick for sharing this because First of all, when I say playing 10 minutes a day has a huge impact on your guitar journey, there's a lot of folks that really don't believe that. And here, Patrick's saying, yeah, it actually made last year an incredible year of guitar for me, and to quote him, he said, this has been revolutionary for me. How cool is that? And beyond that, he's kicking off his day with 10 minutes of guitar. He's starting his day on the most positive note pun intended, that he possibly can. He's getting in some guitar playing before he goes to work. So even before he leaves the house, he already has some positive momentum going. And I can guarantee you that colors the rest of his day in a positive way as well. And because of that consistency, he's learning all sorts of things about the guitar neck. He's learning how to move up and down the guitar neck fluidly. He's learning new chords and chord inversions and voicings. I just think it's so cool. And it just goes to show that, again, 10 minutes of guitar playing per day has a huge impact on your playing. I want you to think of it like a guitar savings account. Every time you sit down with a guitar for 10 minutes per day, you're putting a little bit of change in that piggy bank. And then, you know, during, (laughs) during each and every day, it might not seem like a lot. 10 minutes is not a lot, but at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, all of those little additions to the guitar savings account add up. And this is, this is proof from Patrick. So again, thanks so much Patrick for chiming in. I really appreciate your comment and kudos to you for dedicating, yourselves to, dedicating yourself to a nice steady guitar habit of playing 10 minutes per day. Pretty awesome to see how that routine is taking effect. Okay, I wanna check out a guitar signal now. We're gonna head to Northville, Michigan. And this is a big, yet tiny, guitar signal. You'll see what I mean in a moment here. Now, we're gonna check in with Jim McDevitt. And upon seeing this picture, you might think that Jim is a giant of sorts, but his guitar arsenal comes in the form of tiny collectible guitars. Of course he has some full size guitars as well, but his guitar arsenal and what he submitted here really revolves around those mini guitars. Here's what he's got in his mini guitar arsenal. He has left to right BB King's guitar, Johnny's guitar, Jimi Hendrix's guitar, a resonator, Stevie Ray vaughn's guitar, Chet Atkins' guitar, Willie Nelson's guitar, an acoustic, and of course guitars of George, John, and Paul from the Beatles. He's even got Ringo's drum set there, all in uh, miniature replica form, and I think that is so cool. And I have to say, I've got a tiny Johnny Winter uh, Firebird from the folks that make those those tiny guitars, and it's just so cool. They come out with all these tiny replica guitars that. I don't know it, it, it kind of makes you feel like you're just owning a little piece of nostalgia because you're kind of commemorating you know your favorite guitar player so I want to thank Jim for his awesome twist on the guitar signal. and if you're sitting there thinking well I've got a mini guitar signal I want to share I've got a full-size guitar signal I want to share well regardless of the size of your guitar signal, I want you to share it on the show and here's how I want to propose to you a win-win-win scenario. I want to feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Yes, I want to feature you and your guitar signal, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one: go to tonypolacastro.com/forward/slash/shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar signal shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a signal shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastrocom forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it. You can upload your photo and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool, snazzy guitar geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the tonypolacastrocom forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. Now it's time for your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use. And we're gonna kick things off with some bizarre guitars. And in the comments below, let me know how you feel about these. We're gonna kick things off by heading to the Fellowship of Acoustics. They just posted a seafoam Foam Green Martin a seafoam green martin om that kind of gives a nod to the clapton uh, i think it's the beleza series i can't remember the exact name but it has this really cool kind of uh, split diamond rosette it's got the torch inlay on the headstock but this om this om is seafoam green yes this is a martin acoustic guitar that is seafoam green I've never seen anything like it from Martin. I've seen the white guitar, the Clapton. I've seen the black guitar, the Clapton and the Johnny Cash. I've seen the blue, the very dark blue guitar. I have never seen a seafoam green custom Martin like this. And I got to say my first reaction was kind of like, "Ugh, I don't know if I really like that. But then in the caption of the post, they said, something about this color aging. And I thought to myself, well, I've seen fenders in seafoam green, as and as they get older, they develop this wonderful patina, this wonderful almost change or oxidiza- oxidization, oxidization, oxidation, oxidation in the color. And I thought, that would actually manifest itself pretty cool on an acoustic guitar, if it does actually oxidize the same way. Anyways, in the comments below, let me know what you think. It certainly caught my eye, and I wanna know what you think. Uh, Upon further review, I think it's pretty darn cool. I'll uh, I'll give it one and a half thumbs up. Not a full two thumbs up, just one and a half. Okay, let's move on to the next bizarre guitar, And this comes from Rachel Rosencrantz. Now, prior, uh, a couple episodes ago on the Acoustic Tuesday show, I said that it was, uh, I said that her first name was Atelier. And upon further research, that's not her first name. Her first name is Rachel, Rachel Rosencrantz. And I had to look up Atelier, A-T-E-L-I-E-R. And it happens to be a workshop or studio, especially one used by an artist or designer. So I apologize for goofing up the name royally, but I'm glad we could clear the dust. Rachel Rosencrantz is building guitars out of mushrooms. Again, I mentioned this on a previous episode of Acoustic Tuesday, but just to kind of keep up with this process, she essentially grows the mushrooms in the shape shape of a guitar, she then stacks them in layers, and now she's onto this step, which involves putting the guitar body in the oven. Pretty darn cool, you're seeing video right now. I just thought, you know what, this is the most bizarre and coolest thing I've ever seen, and I thought, you just need to know about it. So um, I'm very curious as to how these guitars turn out, and I will of course continue updating you. Uh, on the uh, process of these instruments as of course I see it. And I always recommend following these folks on Instagram, of course, uh, the Fellowship of Acoustics you should follow, as well as uh, out Rachel Rosencrantz and her handle happens to be Atelier Rosenkrantz, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, the next thing is a um, solid dose of guitar geek kindness. This is Fallon and Fallon just received a new guitar, but the story behind it is incredible. Let me go ahead and read you this post as you see these pictures. This post is from JB Hart Music Co. And it says this. This is Fallon. Over the last couple of years, he would visit the store for Montrose. His request each time was to play the Pantera guitar, meaning the Dean Dimebag Daryl ML guitar. We were shocked he knew some Dimebag riffs. Fallon is impacted by Williams syndrome and has an excellent knowledge and a love for music. His dream was to own this guitar. Eight months ago, when he was in the store playing it, another customer took notice of Fallon. It moved this customer so much, he returned to the store later, purchased the guitar, and asked us to give the guitar to Fallon anonymously the next time we saw him. However, we didn't see Fallon until today. We tried finding him to no avail. Today, his family came in the store, and we learned they had moved to Texas and returned this week for a visit. It was a wonderful experience to gift Fallon his dream guitar as a gift from a kind stranger. His mom burst into tears, and Fallon beamed with excitement. It was a special moment. There are still good people in this world. Here are a few photos, a couple showing off his dive bomb face. He is really proud of that face. I mean, it's just, that's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. You know, I read this, and it was shared, like, a ton of times. I don't know the exact number. I actually closed the window already, but I just thought, man, that is so cool. And you know, music touches us all in very different ways. And here is, here's a young, a young kid who absolutely loves Pantera. He always wanted to play this guitar when he visited the store and likely getting that guitar for him was, was maybe not even an option, but here a super kind fellow guitar geek said that kid needs that guitar. He loves music that much. He loves the guitar that much. And what, just what a cool story. And it just goes to show that, man, us guitar geeks, we stick together. And I think it's, I think it's so incredible. I know that's from the electric realm, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the, the core of the story is, man, us guitar geeks, we, we, we stick together. We've got each other's back. Uh, pretty darn cool. And congrats, congratulations, Fallon, on your new guitar. I'm a Pantera fan as well. I just wanted to throw that in there. And speaking of the electric realm, I'm not sure if this falls in the electric realm. It, you know what? It doesn't. It kind of does in the periphery. But the reason I want to tell you about this book, and this is your last news story for today, is because I've enjoyed the hell out of this book because of its empowering nature, because of its message, because of the, the, the way that it makes you just want to create for creation's sake. It just makes you wanna sit down, record music, and not even, it doesn't even matter what you're recording it for, but just because you wanna get your ideas out. What's the book? You're like, Tone, you're really talking this book up. What the hell is it? It's Dave Grohl's newest book, Storyteller. Whether you're a Dave Grohl fan or not, it doesn't matter. Whether you're a Foo Fighters fan or not, it doesn't matter. The message in this book is quite honestly outstanding. It just gives you this power and this this yearning to create because Dave Grohl just creates. He doesn't ask questions. He doesn't create with any end mission in mind. He just creates because, well, that's kind of how he was created. Uh, That's kind of how he was born. He just simply wanted to create. Here's a quick little promo of the book and I cannot recommend it enough. It gets a full two thumbs up. If I had three thumbs, I'd give it three
1: thumbs up. Check it out. I've never really been one to collect stuff but I do collect moments my life flashes before my eyes every single day and in writing this book I've tried to capture those moments as best I can when the lockdown happened I suddenly had nothing to do I never have nothing to do. I've always been creatively restless, so I thought I would spend my time writing these short stories for an Instagram page, Dave's True Stories. And in doing that, I fell in love with writing. I thought, you know what, maybe I'll just write a book without realizing how gargantuan of a project it would be. Narrowing down the stories to put in this book was the biggest challenge. I could write an entire book about the band Scream. I could write an entire book about my time in Nirvana. The idea was to choose the stories that best describe what it's like to be behind the curtain and on the inside of the music, from the drum stool looking out to play music, have this beautiful family, travel the world, meet people, all walks of life. I never take any of this for granted, believe me. I'm so proud that I wrote this book and I hope you enjoy it.
0: And on that note, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, a sneak peek into next week. Next week, I'll be sharing with you the best albums of the 1960s. Yes, the best acoustic albums of the 1960s. That's on tap for next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Remember, you can catch the show every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Now, before I let you go, let me remind you of one thing. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Be nice and play guitar. Cheers.